I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Accepted the, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I'm not Juliet today. Well, ever, ever. Luckily, for sometimes you, you're not me. Sometimes <laughs> I am you, and I don't tell you <laughs> on vacations. <laughs> and um, I would like to know, Theo, what is shaken bacon? Tell me so much, so much, so nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, it is just no, a, I don't believe it. It's true. No, work, 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 work. Um, let me Be think. Hard worker. Yeah, work, work, and more work. Um, some new stuff shaken. So I will yeah. say my my news boycott lasted up until uh, Trump was indicted, and uh. then it was like, all right, well, let's look at the news and just kind of see what's happening. And you know, of course, it was all Trump, 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 Trump. Um, but it does kind of feel like, and I'm I'm looking for a really good analogy. It feels like. A bunch of five-year-olds were let loose at a birthday party, and yeah. there's cake just smeared all over the walls and bouncy counts <laughs> jumping up and down, and the kids running around like crazy. And it feels like mom has just entered the room. Yeah. Right? It feels like, oh, there there's an adult, regardless of the circus that's going on and what all of the newscasters have to say and how they want to speculate. Um I, it kind of feels like there is some reality entering the picture. Oh, I hope so. Just You're a mouth to God's ear. Uh, or his whatever, because maybe he doesn't have <laughs> ears. Oh, well, it's it also tender. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so yay for that. Um, your favorite hero, Pat Robertson, died yay! this week. Yay. Um, I'm so glad he died. I hope he rots in hell. I hope there's a hell just so he can rot in it. I I mean I'll say not a fan. Um, <laughs> I hope you I hope you are uh, better, Pat. I hope you're I hope you're better. And uh, I'll say Wouldn't like take much. That's huh. Wouldn't take much for him to be better. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I have a friend who has uh, across the street neighbor. And the across-the-street mm-hmm. neighbor is a Republican and Trumpy, right? Mm-hmm. But reasonable Trumpy, which what? Okay. Right? Yeah, exactly. If you say so. Um, I, I would say, like, one of, one of those people, the line would be like, oh, I'm socially liberal, but I'm financially conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody is. Nobody's mm-hmm. running around throwing money out in the street. But, okay, whatever. Um, and so the neighbor and his wife are selling their home and moving away. And so they told my friend, hey, we're selling our house and we're moving away. And we just wanted to come over and say we've really enjoyed having dinner with you over the years. Because they would go out for dinner occasionally because he would do favors for them when they were out of town, right? Mm -hmm. Getting their Amazon packages or whatever, right? So he was a helpful neighbor. They could call him up and be like, 
Oh, we think our front door is unlocked. Could you double check? And this bullshit would happen, right? Yeah, yeah. He was basically sort of their, not their handyman because he can't fix anything, but (laughs) he was like their personal assistant, right? In my opinion. And I have, I have voiced that to him, right? And so, um, so anyway, they were like, Hey, you know, we, we want to take you out for dinner again. Just to say thank you so much for all of your help over the last couple of years, about three years. Um, and also, we want you to know that uh, you actually have influenced our thinking. You oh. have presented arguments to us in ways that we never really thought about. And while you it haven't is. necessarily changed, I'm paraphrasing here, right? Uh-huh. Um, no, this is exactly what they said. But while you haven't necessarily changed our minds, you have given us another frame of reference. And and we actually think of you as a son, like you're our liberal son who comes home from college and says, Oh, my God. You know, Mom, you don't have to be barefoot and pregnant all the time. Sometimes you can just be (laughs) pregnant. Um, And so he was thrilled, right? Uh, like so I can't sweet. believe all the conversations, all the because conver- all the fucking conversations that they would have, oh right, about politics and Trump and Hillary. Oh, she's such vile, oh right? God. Hillary, the worst thing ever, right? Cool. Yeah, I remember when she had that affair with a porn star. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, nothing wrong with being a porn star, right? It's or having an affair. Affair. Well. <laughs> I don't set the rules. <laughs> I just know I was given a guidebook and told the guidebook. I was given an instruction book and told like follow these. Uh, this mm-hmm. what a nice segue into our show, but um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so in the same way that my friend opened the eyes of some Trump Trumpians, right, to yes. at least see that like okay, maybe the left isn't making bullshit up. Uh-huh. We still love Trump, but maybe he's a dick. Um, maybe Pat Robertson is in that same place right now. Okay. Where he's, who cares? He's dead. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's really, you can tell I am, uh, I have one meager piece of bacon. It's not even mine. <laughs> well, that's a sweet little story though. Um, uh, well, yeah, I, th- I thought so. Yeah. change their minds completely one day. But Understanding. Um, yeah. Okay, but you've got bacon. So what's a little up? bit of bacon? What's shaking bacon? So I'm going to New York this coming weekend, which is very exciting. Going to see that Hannah Gatsby exhibit on Picasso that everyone hates, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure I will enjoy it thoroughly because um, I'm smarter than everyone and I can see what she was getting at. Of course. Um, she designed also, it for you. She just did, did design it for me. Uh, I'm also the new new news is that I'm going to Stockholm in October. My my friend, my cousin, has another musical event that she wants to go to. This one is a little different than the last one. This is a new age sort of music. I mean, that was new age before. But anyway, um, so in October, uh, this this woman is singing um, in Stockholm. So Heather wanted to go, and I was like, yes, I'll go with you. I would love to go to Stockholm, even though it would have been more efficient if we had flown from Oslo to Stockholm, uh, instead of coming all the way back to San Francisco for several months and then going oh. again, and I have to oh, sit on the could. plane again for 11 hours, but that's fine. Um, I don't mind. I'd like to go new places, so that's all cool. Um, and so, so that's, I'm going to have a big month of travel in October. Uh, in July, I'm going to North Carolina for a week with Heather again and her kids. Um, and then nothing for August and September and October. I'm going to Stockholm and New York again for a week with Brent this time. And also to Joshua Tree for um, a concert for bands that I like. 
um, and Brent likes. So that should be fun. That should be a fun month. And that'll be the first month since my job ends. Um, so I have a month of travel and fun, and then I'll have to go back into hunting for a job. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up with you is that I was listening to, well, first off, one of the podcasts that I occasionally listen to has started having ChatGPT read the stories, okay. which is really off-putting, I think. But I mean, it's, it sounds almost like a person, but not quite. And it's, it is off-putting, but, but they, they do that. So um, I guess what the guy does is he, I think he writes his own stories, but then he has ChatGPT voice the podcast. And then I was listening to another podcast and they were mentioning that some other additional podcast um, has ChatGPT write podcasts for them. So I was thinking when we go on vacation, we should uh, ask ChatGPT to write an article for us about a good apology and then they should read it. And then we have a ChatGPT podcast. I'm not serious. Oh, well, I was going to say, if you can pull that off, great. (laughs) Instead of having our classic episodes, which everyone loves, we could have a fully fake um, episode. And what would be really fun about it is to see how badly ChatGPT screws something up. Or how much better it is than we are. how much better it is. Yeah, do you think we'd have more listeners if we had ChatGPT do all the work? (laughs) We'd have more robot listeners. Yeah, that would be fun. Because they they have money. Robots have money. So they could... It, I would say good taste, but no, they, they don't. <laughs> they have whatever they're programmed to have. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all my bacon this week, except I took the dog to the vet, but she's fine. I thought she had a UTI, but she's good. So, um, yeah, no, all, no news is good news, right? No news is very good news. Um, that is That is how my family has remained a family all of these years. We don't talk to each other. If when I get a Christmas card from somebody, I'm like, oh God, did something happen? <laughs> oh no, it's just Christmas. Okay, great. Yep. Yeah. So no news is good news. Amen. So this week we're talking about uh, we somebody who news, was in the news, but it is good news. Um, so sometime back, the Dodgers uninvited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence from their Pride Night celebration, which is, I guess, something they do every June. I don't know how long they've been doing it, but I guess for a while. Um, and at this Pride Night celebration, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence were supposed to receive a Community Hero Award. Um so they were uninvited by the Dodgers because of all the backlash that's been going on about everybody being gay and trans and queer and all the stuff and people getting all head up about it in the right wing. Um, but on Monday, the Dodgers re-invited the Sisters to Pride Night amid backlash from LGBTQ plus and civil rights groups, as well as local politicians and even Dodgers employees complained. So as part of the Dodgers statement, they said... The Dodgers would like to offer our sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, members of the LGBTQ plus community, and their friends and families. We have asked the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to take their place on the field at our 10th annual, oh, there you go, LGBTQ plus Pride Night. So if you don't know, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is a charity, protest, and street performance organization that uses drag and religious imagery to satirize issues of sex, gender, and morality, especially Christian perspectives on those topics. And also, they raise funds for charity. They've been around since 1979 in San Francisco, although I think they started somewhere like St. Louis, but um, were not there very long before they moved to San Francisco. And they now um, have grown to have a worldwide presence. So they dress up as old-fashioned nuns. Um, The first stage of becoming a full nun in the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is postulants, just like with real nuns, and they wear a white cassock, and according to their website, makeup should be a mask. The novitiates, which is the next step, wear white wimples, and the full-fledged sisters wear black ones. 
And the website pictures a bunch of sisters wearing white face paint and exaggerated makeup and colorful clothing. So the question that I have for you, Theo, and for our listeners, even though they can't respond, is do you think the sisters of perpetual indulgence are drag queens or cross-dressers, or are they just people dressing up in costumes? Yes, yes, and yes. So it's really? a group, and so different people within the group have different reasons for being there. Um, it is performative uh, at one yeah. aspect. Um, and so some of the sisters do, I'll use the, look at me going all woke, do identify as drag queens, uh-huh. right? Or uh-huh. are drag queens, right? Right. And some of them um, are creating characters a la, um, I'm trying to think of a, like a famous, a la Ronald McDonald. Who? Ronald McDonald. I'm trying to think of like oh, a Ronald famous McDonald. cloud. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and so... I did hear an interesting take on on this. Some of the sisters um, are known to other sisters only by their name their name in the group, like Sister Boom Boom or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So everybody might know Sister Boom Boom, but nobody yeah. knows that Sister Boom Boom is really Frank, right? Right. Or may not even be aware of like where Frank. Well, I can't say. Lives. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, and the idea behind that, um, I listened to an interview with one of the sisters, um, mm-hmm. is that it's not about me as the secular person. It is about what goodness I am doing, right? As she was cool. talking about, I'll use the word, let's say social services. I was going to say ministry, which was the word she used. But, you know, at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you are bringing food to to hungry, poor people. So, yeah. so social services, right? Um, but so, yeah, so it's, it's all of those things. I don't think there's any one specific. There's no one answer. Yeah. So it depends on the person, basically. That's pretty cool. Um, it, it seems like a great group. And the sisters themselves say the sisters of perpetual indulgence are a leading edge order of queer and trans nuns. We believe all people have a right to express their unique joy and beauty. Since our first appearance in San Francisco on Easter Sunday, 1979, the sisters have devoted ourselves to community service, ministry, and outreach to those on the edges, and to promoting human rights, respect for diversity, and spiritual enlightenment. We use humor and irreverent wit to expose the forces of bigotry, complacency, and guilt that chain the human spirit. I think that's nice. Um, I don't see them around very much these days, but um, I'm sure they're, I know they're still there, obviously, because they're getting an award, and, and perhaps I don't get out of the house, so that might explain Or we go to the places <laughs> where they are at. I mean, I never go anywhere, so that's probably why they don't come to my house. So there we go. Um, the Catholics, of course, being Catholic, had protested the sisters' participation in the Dodgers Pride Night and the Community Hero Award, and are continuing to protest now that the award is back on. Catholic Vote has put out an ad titled the Dodgers have lost their way as part of the organization's million-dollar campaign to raise awareness. The ad is running on TV and digital platforms in the L.A. area this weekend. And the director of the Catholic Accountability Project at Catholic Vote said, The L.A. Dodgers' choice to honor a group that exists to mock, sexualize, and pervert the teachings of the Catholic faith is wildly out of line with their tradition of inclusivity, love, and their history of fighting bigotry. And it just pisses me off when I see these people using terms like bigotry and inclusivity and love because I don't know anything about any of it except for what the bigotry that they themselves practice. Um, And, I mean, define bigotry, people. But 
anyway, so uh, in addition to that, it's my opinion that when you put yourself in the position of giving Community Hero Awards, uh, and this is about the Dodgers now, uh, you'd better understand who you consider a community hero, and, and you need to know what your values are. So you can't cater to both the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and the Catholics, so you need to be pretty clear on your morality and strong enough to stand by it. And I don't think the Dodgers have been very good at that in this instance. Yeah, so, okay, so such yeah. an incredibly interesting point, right? Because there is this backlash happening against corporations who yeah. are, we'll say, queer affirming, because it's Pride Month, yeah. yay, right? right. Um, and so I say that because it means absolutely nothing to me. And I'm gay. I should be the <laughs> one that's like, thank God it's my month. I can breathe free. <laughs> um, so, so given all of the, like, hype around Bud Light and Dylan and, yeah, and that boycott, me, yeah. uh, there was the Target boycott and conservatives not shopping at Target because of the pride displays, etc. And Target has whittled yeah. down the pride uh, display and or taken yeah. it away entirely. And it doesn't matter to me. I, I love Target. I'll still shop there, right? Um, <laughs> You've sold your soul. I've sold my soul. Well, I need to, to get things from Target. Um, but they are trying to have it both ways. You know, it is this thing of like, we're going to put up pride flags in Target and we're going to celebrate, you know, pride. We're going to take them down. Like, to your point, know your audience, know who your audience isn't and know who you want your audience. You know, who are you who courting? Are you stand up to support. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't you, do you it. Gotta, you're going to have to at some point put your values on the line. So you better understand what they are. You can't have it both ways. Right. And if you do want to have it both ways, then you just have to be completely neutral. About everything. Period. But that's really impossible. Right. Especially now. Well, it's it's totally impossible. And, and let's take the Dodgers, right? So yeah. they've got like a Black Heritage Night. They have a Korean Heritage Night. They have a Mexican right. Heritage Night. They have a Latino Heritage Night. And why? Because they got a stadium that's open up basically every night of the year. I don't know how long baseball season is or when people go, but like they got a lot of seats to fill. And so yeah. how are you going to get people in? They probably have like pet owners appreciation night. I don't know. Rock. Probably. Pet rock night. Pet rock owners. <laughs> having the, you know, having the pride night eventually became inevitable. They probably yeah. have like a gay parents night, right? Um I don't know what other nights they have, but mm -hmm. it, it's all for um, commerce, right? Yeah. It's making yeah. those ticket sales. Um, and so, so yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I, uh, I understand. Um, I think, though, that they really do need to, to think about it a little more. Um, and the sisters have been very gracious, though, in their response to being reinstated uh, at Pride at Pride Night and getting the Community Hero Award. And they have said, this is a little bit long, but this is their response. We, the Los Angeles Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, are proud to accept the Community Hero Award from the Los Angeles Dodgers for our 27 years of service to the LGBTQIA2S community. This morning, our abbess, Sister Dominic, and another board member, Sister Baronce Nose, met with the Dodgers president and CEO, Stan Caston. Heads of, leading, heads of leading Los Angeles LGBT community organizations and members of government from West Hollywood, Los Angeles County, and the state of California legislature. A full apology and explanation was given to us by the Dodger staff, which we accept. 
We believe the apology is sincere because the Dodgers have worked for 10 years with our community, and as well, they have asked us to continue an ongoing relationship with them. In the future, if similar pressures from outside our community arise, our two organizations will consult and assist each other in responding, alongside our colleagues at the Los Angeles LGBT Center and others from the LGBTQIA2S community, now more closely tied with the LA Dodgers than ever before. This affair has been an opportunity for learning with a silver lining. Our group has been strengthened, protected, and uplifted to a position where we may now offer our message of hope and joy to far more people than before. With great love and respect, we thank each person and each organization that has spoken up for us. Thank you, and may your hearts be blessed with pure joy. May the games be blessed. May the players be blessed. May the fans be blessed. May the beer and hot dogs flow forth in tasty abundance. I have to say that um, I'm personally familiar with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, but in a very limited way. Like One of them used to roller skate through West Hollywood. Right. Oh, cool. Every now and then I would see her on her skates. And I thought that that was it. I thought that they were just uh, drag queens dressing up like nuns. And I had zero idea about their charity work. I had zero idea that they actually consider themselves to be some form of a spiritual organization, um, although not affiliated officially with any one religion. Um right. And I also thought that their name, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, was more about hedonism, right, right. And, and self-indulgence than anything right. else, right? Right. So when I found out oh, yeah. this morning, like an hour and a half ago, that <laughs> the name actually is in reference to the Catholic Church sale of indulgences, indulgences. right? Boom. I couldn't, I mean, it was like mind blowing for me. Mind blowing. Right? Because uh, yeah. all this time, I thought they were just basically a street comedy troupe. Oh, I see. Right? Oh, it's sort of like, do you know the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster? Anybody sure. can join. You just put a cauldron on your head? What colander on your head? A colander, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Both are equally ridiculous, but the cauldron yeah. is more ridiculous, right? At least you can see where you're going with a colander because there are holes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I actually learned quite a bit. And um, I'll say that before we did the story, I had one opinion, um, mm -hmm. which, after, I mean, of course I was in favor of the sisters, but sure. um, I'm more in favor of them now. I thought they were getting a hero award just because like they were loud and mouthy. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> and no. Nope. They actually no, do good they, for the community. The the community work they did. Um, absolutely awesome. amazing. Uh, all of that was born out of the AIDS crisis. So yeah. the little bit of history that I learned about the sisters, two gay guys in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, met. Yeah. They were part of a drag performance group. And they, one day they were like, Hey, we should uh, we should try and do something with some nuns. So they went to a local convent and asked for some old habits, and oh. the sisters gave them the old habits. Wow. They at the time did not say, "Oh, this is for a drag troupe," right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they 
the one of the founders was like, we think if we had told the sisters what it was for, they still would have given us the habits, right? Oh. And so, okay, cool. And then uh, these uh, two people moved to San Francisco, and I think independently of each other, but it could have also been a case of gay people just migrating to where all the other gays are. Um, case in point, hi, I did the very same thing. Hi, L.A. Mm. Um, and so... Uh, so they were in San Francisco in the late seventies at that time when AIDS was unknown, but spreading and, and that era of the early discovery of AIDS when it was called grid, which I think was gay resistance, immunity deficiency. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the G very clearly stood for gay. Cause it was something that was like affects only gay people. And mm-hmm. so, uh, gay people were left to their own devices. Um, yeah. There was no great outpouring of sympathy because the the understanding was you were doing something that is foul and you are giving yourself diseases. And so the sisters stepped in to fill that void of social services. And that's where they get the mission to do good, if you will, but also, mm-hmm. why are they street performers? Well, because initially they started off as a drag troupe. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that, and I found it to be um, incredibly intriguing. It is pretty cool. They seem like a, a organization of interesting people. And if I were gay, I would join. Well, I think a they man. actually allow anybody to they join. Don't let anybody in. Yeah, they're really sweet that way. So I, I just don't know that I would feel as comfortable just as being a straight person. It seems like it's something that's not really for me. I mean, I can give them money. I'm sure they would take money. So maybe I'll have they'd to take, take that it. They'd spend it on beer <laughs> and hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> for themselves, not for other. Well, maybe for other people because they are very giving. <laughs> for everyone. For everyone. Everyone. So let's talk about the apology from the L.A. Dodgers. Um, They said um, in their apology to uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, they said, after much thoughtful feedback from our diverse communities, honest conversations within the Los Angeles Dodgers organization, and generous discussions with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the Los Angeles Dodgers would like to offer our sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, members of the LGBTQ plus community, and their friends and families. We have asked the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to take their place on the field at our 10th annual LGBTQ plus Pride Night on June 16th. We are pleased to share that they have agreed to receive the gratitude of our collective communities for the life-saving work that they have done tirelessly for decades. In the weeks ahead, we will continue to work with our LGBTQ plus partners to better educate ourselves, find ways to strengthen the ties that bind, and use our platform to support all of our fans who make up the diversity of the Dodgers family. Now I think at, on its face that's a good apology. You're gonna you're mm-hmm. gonna see that. Um, I, I think it could be better though. Um, was there an expression of regret? Yes. Explanation of what went wrong? No. They didn't say we caved. We caved to all the right wing bullshit and um, withdrew this award, which they should have done, but they didn't. Um, they didn't acknowledge any responsibility. I mean, they didn't really say, you know, we did this. We're sorry. It's our fault. Um, there was a declaration of repentance and there was an offer of repair since they did invite them back and they are going to give them the award. Uh, but there was really no request for, give, for forgiveness. So I rate this apology a four out of 10 because they could have made it so much more fun asking for the nun's forgiveness. I only have to laugh there because, yes, could you imagine how many um, right wing 
uh, people's heads would have exploded if yep. if that had happened. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. Um, I give it a little higher, so I'm going to give it a 5.5. Okay. 5, You're right? generous. I might, might even give it a 6. I might give it one wow. above average, right? Um, and it says a lot of the right things, but what I look for in these apologies um as much as it can be visible, right, is I'm gonna use the word retribution and that's not the word I want and it's not reparation. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure. It's like, oh, you're um ah, you could say something, but your actions really are what I'm looking at. Okay. I don't know. Say the sentence again. I oh my god, it's it's not reparations. Um, it's not remorse. It's like, it's the put up or shut up, right? So, oh, I'm really sorry that I didn't invite you to my birthday party compared to, oh, I'm really sorry to invite you to my birthday party and to make up for it, I'm going to pay for your birthday party. That's not reparations? It's reparations, but ah, there's a word I can't think. Right. That's a better word. Okay, I don't know. I've sat on that. Um, I... Mm, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they did something, right? And the okay. something that they did was they reinvited the sisters, and they, they they didn't have to. No, they didn't. Right now, admittedly, um, the sisters were quite surprised by the number of um, gay organizations that joined behind them. They were not oh, expecting that much support. Right. Wow. Uh, to the to the point where, like, um, oh, I don't know, the, the Gay and Lesbian Center of Los Angeles was like, sorry, Dodgers, we're not coming. Thanks. Wow. Thanks a lot, but we're not coming. Right. And nice. the ACLU was like, hey, sorry, yeah, we're not coming. Yeah. Right? And, and the sisters were not expecting that. They were probably just expecting like, oh, I don't know, because they didn't say what they were expecting. What they said was they were mm-hmm. very surprised by the the. Sh- not so much the show of unity, but the fact that it happened, right? But, I mean, yep. so all those gay organizations said, if they don't go, we don't go. Um, the Dodgers still could have said, hey, sorry, they've been identified as a Catholic, anti-Catholic hate group, and so we just can't. We're real sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, they didn't, and so that's why I give them a bit higher. All right, that's fair. So it's a five out of ten. And a, a total uh, memory lapse on... My vocabulary. <laughs> awesome. Um, do you have an apology expected or who's oh, sorry well, now? Actually, I've got one little thing I just wanted to share. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so in, in prep for this, I was like, okay, a lot of this stuff just feels really self-evident. So I'm not going to go into like, oh, the history of this or the history of that. So I just listened to a lot of interviews with the, with the sisters and, you know, I'll just say like, there, there wasn't anything that really grabbed my attention until I got to mother Miriam live, which is Uh a podcast on the station of the cross Catholic radio network. And yeah. And I listened to it. Um, the whole 45 minutes, my ears bled. Right. Oh no. And, I remember in excruciating detail, 
why I left Catholicism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so Mother Miriam spent like the first 30 minutes in the show notes. It said like uh, talking about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, great. Let me let me hear from somebody from the church who is upset about this. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, the first 30 minutes was all about the mystery of the unity and or Trinity. The unity. Really? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. It did. Jesus. What does that have to do with it? I know that like Jesus is a part of Catholicism. Right, mm-hmm. I I do get that, but having been raised a Catholic, holy moly, like this whole idea of the mystery of the Trinity, right, uh, is is the central tenet that nobody seems to be able to wrap their heads around, and I don't care <laughs> about. But she spent thirty minutes reading Bible passages talking about uh. talking about it, right, and it was mind numbingly dull, right. Uh. Um, and then we got to the uh, call-in section of the show and the email section of the show, and somebody had sent her an email. And and I'll say, like, well, I won't even say. I will let Mother Miriam say because I, mm-hmm. I have some quotes here from her. Um, so she opens her show coming back from a commercial break, and she says, Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our half hour together. I'm thrilled to be with you, and you're all welcome to call in about anything on your heart. I always say, the heart of the matter is the matter of your heart. Anything that all that's on your heart, don't ever hesitate to call or write anonymously if that is helpful. Okay, cool. So she sounds like she's really a very nice, loving person, but mm-hmm. hi, mm-hmm. she's a nun. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what a fucking nun. They dug up one of my first grade nuns. And gave her a microphone. So um, she reads this email from this guy named Mark, and he says, I'm wondering if you're familiar with the current situation surrounding the L.A. Dodgers baseball team and their mockery of the Catholic faith, and more specifically, the mockery of nuns. And what do you think of the Dodgers inviting an anti-Catholic drag queen group named the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to their games? And boy, did she... Did she have some um, plans for God? Yeah, yeah. Um, So she's like, um, she says, it's completely satanic. It's satanic and there's nothing (laughs) even neutral about it. And it's such a shame because the owner of the Dodgers is Catholic. I think I've met Tommy Lasorda. And there's a big story there about how I met Tommy Lasorda. But he's Catholic. And I don't know if the ownership has changed. And it has. Um, uh, but they have a whole stream of heroic Catholic players. I can't think of the name of one of them right now. <laughs> but they had a whole string of Catholic players, sure, yeah, sure. heroic Catholic players, right? Um, uh, but I, you know, I can't think of a name of one right now. But it's absolutely satanic, and it really sickens me. And I utterly grieve for what's happening to the world and for people that are so so far from God. You may have read that our blessed, beloved Bishop Strickland here in the Diocese of Tyler will be in Los Angeles on June 16th, the Feast of the Sacred Heart, and he will be leading a Eucharistic procession that, oh my God, I'm already bored and annoyed, (laughs) Eucharistic procession on that day in reparation for all the sins being committed, the atrocity being committed by the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and everyone that's part of of that group. Um, it's an outright mockery of God, and if um, and if God does rain down and destroy the entire 
baseball field of the Dodgers. I'm not asking for anyone, for any people to be destroyed. But maybe the night before the game, God could totally obliterate Dodger Stadium. If he would just do anything to stop that from happening, I would be very happy. The world needs to know who God is. Apparently, God does not like baseball. Um, And I tell you, Mark, that I am shocked at the rate which the world... um, at the rate which the whole LGBTQ plus is taking over all the Catholic churches, that the embassy in the United States, the Vatican is flying a pride flag, the Catholic Yay. schools with pride flags. It's unbelievable. Everyone that has been duped. They've all been blinded and they can call themselves Catholic, but they are, uh, but they have left the faith. They have turned so far from God for any Catholic to participate in any way in pride month in what has been called Pride Month, it's the month of the Sacred Heart. And if we betray God by joining Pride, if you work for a corporation or you're going to a school or anything else where you uh, are told you have to participate, you must not participate. You must say, um, but if I don't, I'll lose my job. You're, um, or if I don't, I'll be put out of school. God will protect you. And God will protect those who honor him, and he will not protect those if you join in for fear of money or anything else or losing your reputation. You will have no protection from God. We must counter and be no part of the evil that's going on in our country and in the world. Paul, our friend, is on from Buffalo. And, oh my God! What a joy she is. I, I mean, you know, just what a light on earth. Oh, I mean, please keep emulating Christ, sister. Yeah. Um, and so, kind of, I'll say, really, the big point that I got through any of my research was that the far right is demonizing drag queens and transgender people because mm-hmm. you can't really come after the mainstream middle class gays anymore because. Mm-hmm. They are your neighbors and they are taking out your trash cans for you or they are mowing your grass when they mow their own or they are your brother or whatever. Um, And so all of that, that, I don't know, anger, fear, fear really probably is more what it is. It can't, can't be directed at the nice gays. So let's go after the ones who are gender nonconforming and blah, blah, blah. And so... There's much more of this bullshit to come. Uh, I hope not, but I fear you are right. I am right. But, you know, as I said, famously, culture is a pendulum. It moves in one direction. It moves in the other direction. There are reactions and counter reactions. And we're just kind of going through that right now. But the thing that I will say is. Um, and believe me, I know that if they if they come after the drag queens and win, then it's just like one more court verdict before they come after my marriage, right? So I oh yeah, I get that. Like, there's not a, a stop thing here. Um, oh, I also and then they're going to come after my right to have an abortion, which they're already doing, of course. Well, they've already done that. I mean, come after uh, everything. So my right to have a job, my right to vote. So it's all it's all intertwined. Uh, it totally is, tied up with it. and it's yeah. being driven by by uh, people who hold very anti- antiquated visions of the world. Yeah, Mother Miriam, when uh, when Tom from Buffalo called in, right? 
His question was completely unrelated to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. His question was around women who hold jobs. Oh, dear. Oh, fuck yeah. What do you, where do you think uh, that Mother Miriam came down on that? Probably against. Oh, so against. Oh, no. So against. Are you, like, let oh my God. not even go to, first of all, lady, you've chosen not to get married, and yet you're preaching about how women... Yeah, women must get married. Must. Well, she's married to God. Oh, I suppose... Well, she had a kid, though, because it's sort of like, well, no. God created women to be mothers, and so right. if the mother is not in the home... You can have the best father in the home washing the dishes and taking care of the children and changing the diapers and doing all the great things. But those children will grow up with a hole in their lives and the woman must remain at home and the father should go out and get three jobs. And it's like, so if the mother is literally a neurosurgeon and the husband is a school teacher, you want them to live on his salary. Great. Makes sense. Anyway, so that thinking is out there, and you know it's the last death rattle of that uh, culture. So. Um, oh, but I feel dirty. They've inserted themselves in the courts, and they've inserted themselves in yeah. healthcare, and they've inserted themselves into uh, schools, just like they're claiming yep. about us. Yep, exactly. They're the ones who are doing it. Well, okay, so getting on to... Apologies expected, or yeah. who's sorry now? Who's sorry now, Theo? Well, um, this is apology expected, and okay. it's apology expected from God for more lazy writing. Okay. I am not happy with the way that God is scripting reality, and uh-huh. so apology expected for God for lazy writing. Donald Trump's attorney resigned the day mm-hmm. after Trump was indicted, right? Mm-hmm. And... The attorney's last name, was, his name is James Trustee. <laughs> For real. That's funny. And, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, yeah. Yep. And Trump's new lawyer, Liar McLiar Face, um, yeah. will be moving this case forward. So, yeah. Apology expected from God. Um, All right. James Trustee. for that. You're an attorney? It's funny. And for Trump? <laughs> really? Good. Mr. Trusty. What about you? Apology expected? Who's sorry now? So I have, I have one that uh, I like this time. Uh, and this is uh, an apology that I, while I expect it to happen, I don't want it to happen. Because um, Cracker Barrel is getting in on this gay controversy, uh, but this time in a good way. So if you remember, they were in the news 20, 30 years ago for uh, discriminating against gay people. Um, but now uh, they put out a statement on their website for Pride Month saying, in part, our food and decor celebrate warm memories of the past and our inclusive culture and beliefs help us make way for an even brighter future together. Discrimination overt or through unconscious bias has no place at Cracker Barrel Old Country Store. So they put out ro- uh, rainbow rocking chairs um, in front of their stores. And I know, right? You can't believe it. I can't um, believe that. And then they set up pride-themed seating areas. And this, of course, pissed off the right wing. But one Facebook user wrote, Wonderful news, receiving thousands of supportive comments and likes. He said, I've avoided Cracker Barrel for as long as I can remember, not knowing if my family was truly welcome. We'll be sure to stop by our local location soon. 
I so, will tell you that I have driven job, past Barrel. so many Cracker Barrels in I the know. last 30 years and Me too. not stopped. Not going. It's because I remember when they were at, when they were bullshit, and I've heard since that they've gotten better. But this is really good news, so I hope they stick with their um, ideas and their beliefs, and they do not go back on them. Uh, and there is no apology. I, I would like there not to be an apology, although I kind of um, am cynical and expect them to apologize. So, I don't know. Let's, let's keep see. our fingers crossed. Yeah, let's let's actually keep up with it. We say we're going to do all this yeah. shit, and then we never we'll absolutely do. Absolutely, keep up with this. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, I would like to know uh, how that plays out, so I will be looking uh, forward to it. But I also now would feel comfortable going into going a, cracker a Cracker Barrel. barrel. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and when I was a kid, we would, it's not that we would go, but we would I used stop to love in. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, they had circus yeah. peanuts. That's all I basically yeah. remember. Um, uh, chicken dumplings are really good. But... Speaking of chicken, Chick fil A yeah. has hired a diversity, inclusion, I heard that. something, something manager thing person yeah yeah dei diversity equality inclusivity equity maybe yeah maybe um but that's great yeah you know and um it is uh, we'll see what happens with that because to your point cracker barrel could very well say we're real sorry here come the nazi flags uh yeah please come in um and chick-fil-a could be like oh we had to lay off one person uh, diversity, <laughs> equity, inclusivity, manager, goodbye. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, um, the Dodgers buckled and then didn't buckle. Target buckled. Um, but whenever you get a pass Target, because I can't shop at Walmart. Um, <laughs> and then because uh, Walmart did not... Uh, ever apologize for their endorsement of the duck dynasty guys. Um, and fine, whatever there's always target. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. Uh, but like, and so it's just gonna, everyone's when I say everyone, I mean the markets, the markets are going to wait and see what happens with Bud Light and target and Chick-fil-A and cracker barrel and they'll dip. But if they come back up, Mm-hmm. Just kind of that Has Bud Light's numbers come back up? I know they dipped by like 20% or something when that whole Dylan Mulvaney thing came out. So I don't know, but I do know that Garth Brooks, um, who apparently is a country singer, um, yeah. it has some kind of a bar or restaurant in Nashville. And yeah. he made a point of saying that his bar is going to serve Bud Light. Oh, and so a bunch of people on Twitter, a bunch of Russian bots on Twitter are yeah. saying that they will never go to his bar. Never they step foot never... in his bar, even though I live in Russia. Right. Um, and it's like, he's already got $100 million off of you. He doesn't care yeah. if you support his bar. Please. Right. He's got that yeah. because it's a tax write-off. I don't know that to be true. Probably. I'm making it up. Probably. So, yeah, today we'll keep our fingers crossed for good outcomes for uh, all the LGBTQ plus people and their friends and family all throughout the world, as we do. Um, all people except the right wing. Exactly. Well, even within the, except for Nazis. Um, yeah, I mean, there's people who no. can change their viewpoint. And 
then they get then they get accepted into the fold. But until then, screw them. Okay, that's what Fair. I say. <laughs> I'm with you. I have no tolerance for the intolerance. <laughs> <laughs> that's really hateful of you. Oh well, tough, tough. <laughs> Um, all right, everybody, stay cool, cucumbers. Don't trip potato chips. Bye bye, don't cry. I don't have to finish bye. that. You can have the last word in the show. I can just shut up. Bye, everybody. Bye. I had the last word again. Say something. No. listening to apologies accepted the podcast you can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes to submit an apology or find out more visit us at apologiesaccepted.net where you can also find our merchandise we're on twitter at apologies accepted and on instagram at apologies.accepted you can support our important work at patreon forward slash apologies accepted and fuck facebook <laughs> bye <laughs> bye <laughs>